The Word of God, the Bible, is the story of God. And every week when we open it here, we're not simply opening a book to be read. We're opening a life to be lived. It speaks of God's heart toward His creation, and it tells of creation's response back to Him. Its words are alive because its author is alive. Its message is active and sharp because its words are timeless and piercing. We're turning pages that not only help us discover ancient people, but pages where we find ourselves discovered at every turn. There is nothing routine or ordinary about this moment because the Word of God is anything but ordinary or routine. So as these next few moments unfold, we pray that you respond in the exact way that God is inviting you to respond, whatever that looks like. We pray that the two-dimensional pages become fully dimensional as we uncover its truth together. And we pray this in the name of the God who is redeeming it all for His glory and who's given us this book that is so much more than a book. The Bible is written by God, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The Bible is hope, Romans 15.4. For whatever was written in former days was written with our, for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The Bible is a faith giver. Romans 10:17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. The Bible is always successful. Isaiah 55:11. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The Bible is correction. Jeremiah 23:29. It is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? The Bible is never-ending. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The Bible is contemplated. Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. The Bible is a light. Psalms 119-105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The Bible is healing. Proverbs 4, 20-23. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the spring of life. The Bible is sustaining, Matthew 4, 4. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Bible is preventative, Psalm 119, verse 9. 
How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding, it, by guarding it according to your word. The Bible is penetrating, Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Bible is power, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. The Bible is truth. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. The Bible is God-ordained, 2 Peter 1.21. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is God-written, 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. The Bible is wisdom, Matthew 7, 24. Everyone then who hears the wor these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The Bible is forever, Isaiah 48. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. The Bible is our preservation. Psalm 107:20. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. The Bible is a witness of Jesus. John 5:39. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witnesses about me. The Bible is to be accurately explained. 2 Timothy 2:15. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The Bible is God revealed to man, John 1.1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The Bible is protection, Psalm 119.114. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. The Bible is life, Psalm 119.93. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. The Bible is pure and holy, Psalm 12.6. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. The Bible is indestructible, Matthew 5.18. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. The Bible is protection against sin. Psalms 119.11 I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The Bible is to be actively followed. James 1.22 But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. The Bible is to be obeyed. Matthew 28.20 teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Bible is not something with which to be tampered. Revelation 22:18 through 19. I warn everyone who hears the prophecies of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of this book and this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. 
The Bible is the guiding light to salvation, 1 Peter 1, 23. Since you have been born again, not perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Well, thank you so much uh, for being involved this morning in reading. Hey, real quickly, before we get to our uh, application here, I want to just remind you of the Pray For Me campaign, which will uh, kick off this evening. Uh, we'd love for you to be part of it, and we need you to be part of it. Our young people need people praying for them. And so what we invite you to do is come this evening back to our gymnasium at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock back in the gymnasium. That will take place of our service in here. We'll all go back there. And then our teenagers will come to you one by one and say, Hey, would you pray for me? And you will be given the name of one teenager to pray for. And then also the name of a child who lives in Panama, the country Panama, where one of our missionaries, Clip and Mary Suddeth, are serving to uh, pray for that child as well. So you'll have two children for which to pray over the coming year. So would you please, please be involved. You'll sign up and register tonight. If you would also, so we have a little advance notice, go ahead and put some information on this sheet of paper which is found in your bulletin and drop it in the offering plate when it comes by you at the end of the service, okay? Well, as we were hearing the scripture, one of the things we determined to do today was allow the Word of God to speak for itself. Uh, there is so many times that I'm making a case for the Word of God. I'm building a structure by which we can understand scriptures more clearly. But I think there's also a time for us just to pause and hear what the Word of God has to say about itself. And this morning, I hope it wasn't lost on you. I hope that you heard the significance and the value of God's Word. I hope you began to open up to understand how significant God's Word is to our lives and how valuable it is for our lives. So then what would we do with this information? You know, in my way of thinking, there are three things that we would do with this information. Now, there's a lot of other things, a lot of other applications that could be made, but these are the three that God brought to my heart when preparing for this time. And number one is that we would understand the significance and the importance of God's Word and make it a priority in our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. That we would understand how vital the Word of God is to us and we would make it a priority in our lives. As we listen to the different things that the Word of God is and the Word of God does day-to-day, it should become very clear to us that we need God's Word in our lives. And so as a result, we will understand the significance of God's Word and make it a priority in our daily lives. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15 that we are to study to show ourselves approved to God. Now what does that mean? Approved to God. Whose approval are we seeking? 
Now, it's obvious that we want the approval of people. I've told you before, I'm a people pleaser. And so there are times in my life when I seek the approval of people, and sometimes to my harm. Sometimes to my harm because I desire that more at times than I desire the approval of God. And it's led me into some difficulties and into some problems. It's, it is problematic when what I desire takes a precedence over God. When what I desire is the approval of my wife or the approval of my family or the approval of my neighbors or my boss or the approval of uh, people who have power and prestige and a position that I'm looking to achieve. It becomes very problematic for me when I raise that and elevate it to a position which only God deserves. And so it is my prayer that we understand and recognize the importance of God's Word and we begin to seek, even as it commands us, the approval of Almighty God. Now, how do we accomplish that? Well, he tells us that we are to seek the approval of God and the way we do that is through obedience to God. Through obedience to God. Jesus said... If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. By this, he also said, Well, all men know that you're my disciples if you do what I tell you. Okay, so the approval of God is something that is visible when we are obedient to the commandments of God. So then how do we know what the commandments of God are? How do we know what the expectations of God are upon our lives? By studying God's Word. Study to show yourself approved unto God. So the responsibility falls on our shoulders that we take the Word of God seriously and we make it a priority in our lives. The second thing that I think we would do with this information is that we would also make a, a congregational time of study and worship a place of priority in our lives. Hebrews tells us, do not forsake to assemble together as some people do. And they deceive themselves in doing it. They think themselves to be spiritual. They think themselves to be righteous. And yet the significance of being together at a time like this, when we dig deeper into God's Word, ought to be a priority in our lives. It ought to be so important. Because here's where we're going to grow even deeper. Here's where we're going to build the understanding of what's important in life. Here's where we're going to develop friendships that will help us in these times of need. Where we can encourage and strengthen one another through what we have learned and studied both privately and corporately. And so it's significant. It's important. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16... That the Word of God is God-breathed. It's inspired by God. And it is profitable for teaching, for instruction, for a, a way of knowing righteousness, and for reproof. God uses His Word to instruct us, and therefore we need to put a priority on God's Word. Priority in our private lives, and priority in our church lives. The final thing I think we would do with this information is not only we would make the Word of God a priority privately, a priority community-wise, a church family-wise, 
but then we would also take that which we have learned and we would share it with others. We would share it with others. The Bible tells us, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Do it with gentleness and respect. So there's a way to honor God. There's a way to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. And the way we do that is by being prepared, by having a knowledge of Scripture to be able to share the reason we have such hope in Him with others who are around us. That's the way to show respect. And so I think it's important that we show that respect to those who are of the household of faith. That we share the Word of God with people who are of like faith. Those of us who, who come to church together, we're a family. And as a family, when we see someone straying, when we see someone who is hurting, we see someone who's going through difficulties in life, when we see someone who's having relational problems or financial problems or other difficulties in life, what we do is we take God's Word and we share little bits of encouragement with them. We look for the opportunities. But not only do we share it with people who are of like faith, we share it with people who are not of like faith. We share it with people who, who are not part of the family of God. How vital it is. As we've listened to the scripture being read to us today, as we've heard it communicated so clearly that the Bible is the word of life, and we take that word and we share it with those who are living in darkness. We understand the significance of what dying without Jesus Christ is all about. We understand eternal damnation is real. And therefore we want, we should desire, greatly desire, to share the words of eternal life with those who do not know Christ. As part of the family of God, we ought to be so united in that purpose that we are working together. We've made the Word of God such a priority in our lives and such a priority in our church that now we want to take that same Word outside the doors and outside the walls of our church to reach people who do not know Christ. So God's given us a responsibility recognize the significance and the importance of His Word. And then make that Word a priority in our own lives. You know, what I've found, it's easier for me if I set aside a designated time. If it's not on my calendar, most likely I'm not going to do it. And so if I just mark it in, I pencil it in into my calendar, and I say, well, this time is reserved, I don't overschedule. I don't book anything ahead of it. And I think it would benefit you to do the same. Just type it into your phone. My time in the Word is right now, and this is the time that's already designated, and therefore I will not book anything on top of it. How important it is we make the Word of God priority. So then, the question is, are you doing that? Have you made the Word of God priority? And if, if so, that's wonderful. If not, then would you submit to that today?